electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Futures stumble here. Stocks looking to revisit their July lows as J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley miss. Core PPI is light, still up 8-2 year on year. Oil recovers a bit after falling below 94 today. Our roadmap begins with that latest inflation number. PPI surges in June. Futures down. Investors weigh the potential for more big rate hikes ahead. Plus, J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley both out with earnings, both missing on the top and bottom lines. We're going to dig through those numbers. And rising costs hitting Intel, the company planning to hike prices on a broad range of products. Let's begin with the bank earnings and these misses from JPM and Morgan Stanley. Jim, you're just talking about IB down uh, 55, 54. You say the street should have been closer to it. Yeah, we have to start thinking about how wrong the analysts have been on almost everything. Uh, and how, or, or, or how ignorant. Because... We have sat here and not heard anyone ring the bell, basically, maybe a couple, a couple of IPOs. There have been very few. And yet you, you, you get a line about investment banking and it's weak. And you say to yourself, well, what were they thinking? How about if you just take it to zero? Would have been better? David, one of the things that, uh, that J.P. Morgan, I think, uniquely did was confirm the hurricane thesis. And that does matter. On the press call, you know, we've been listening in, of course, on the uh, analyst call. Yeah, but on the press the call, Jamie Dimon spoke, I think, more than he did maybe on the analyst call, certainly to that point. Of course, we're referring to his comments last quarter, or actually it was after an ad, it was during the ad, their, their analyst that, yes, day. Yes, it was not the actual, right. it was the analyst. The- Where he talked about a hurricane, but not knowing the strength of that hurricane, whether it was going to be a devastating one or whether it was going to be milder. He said, I haven't changed my view at all. The negatives I pointed out, the risk in the future are still the same risk in the future. They're nearer than they were before. And you already have a little bit of the bad effect in markets, which you've already seen. And then again, uh, Mr. Diamond going through the potential outcome ranges, soft landing to something much harder. You can put any percentage you want on it. I've never changed my view where we're going to be prepared for and serve our clients. He says he's not guessing. He's just talking about possibilities and probabilities, not about one single point for Well, I, I felt very at sea when I read it. I, I've confirmed with the numbers, uh, Carl. Uh, when, I, when I got through it and then I saw Morgan Stanley's, I felt Morgan Stanley was much more uh, cut and dried, somewhat positive. But J.P. Morgan, if J.P. Morgan sets the tone for this earnings season, then we are going to have that, uh, the declines that we're hearing from some of these strategists, which is that we're, we could go down very significantly. I don't think J.P. Morgan represents the consensus, but Citi's price started. Remember, Citi cut down uh, the for the. the well, let's just put it this way: a lot of the analysts, uh, the strategists, are looking for down thirty percent. Sure. And J.P. Morgan made me feel like, holy cow, it could happen. Uh, Jim's referring to, I think, B of A today. B of A. Uh, very Savita. bad. Cuts. She was at 4,500 year end. She goes to 3,600, and says you could visit 3K, 3,200 somewhere in there. I read that and I said, 
this is this new thesis that we're hearing, which is that in a recession, you go down 30% from the top. That's what happens. And that we're going to be in a recession. And I felt what Jamie Dimon basically said, listen, it's coming. And it, it, recession, we're not down enough. 21% is not down enough. So, I mean, now we got to start thinking about what happens if we, we start building right. in that. Well, and the answer is, is that we're going. J.P. Morgan's lower. getting ready for it to a certain extent, right? Yes, they that's did what put I more felt. in reserves, another 420 some odd million dollars. That's what Actually, I felt. obviously, that exactly. compared to a reserve release of I think as much as three billion in a quarter a year ago, which obviously also changes the comparisons greatly. Uh, and they stopped their buyback. They stopped their buyback uh, as well, Jim. Um, right, but I mean, I do think that the stopping of the buyback is somewhat technically related. To some, to some of the regulatory issues uh, with the Fed. They, but it stuck out as being, we're stopping the buyback because things are getting bad. And I read it's like stopping the buyback. You know, there are some tests coming up. But it read terribly. It read terribly. Well, he's going to continue to say, of course, uh, Fortress balance sheet and overcapitalized, which well, they... Which, great. Fortress balance uh-huh. sheet, 165 to 108. How much is... It's Fort Apache. It's... It, it's it's Custer's last stand, man. But Jim, to be Custer sure, this, was a good general. The stock, this stock didn't really go up on good earnings either. So, well, I just think he, none of when they've had them in quarters past. We were always past, waiting for the, the net interest margin to expand. Net interest margin could expand greatly. Suddenly, we don't care at all about that. Yeah, I mean, I would have led with that if I were a banker. I would have said, "Listen, our net interest margin is getting better." Yeah. At the same time, we have to boost our credit. Uh, our, our possible credit losses because of that. But right now, it looks like that there could be a peak in inflation. The peop- Well, they didn't have the PPI number. The PPI number was actually okay. Not great. Right. But better, yesterday's um, number was what? No, nothing. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. And You are? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was moving on to Morgan Stanley numbers, too, because... I'll take I, my tie I, off to agree with you. I want to... For me, it's Friday. So. It's synthetic nice. Friday. Yeah, I'm I thought we used to call Spoiler it alert. Yeah, exactly. See you guys I could tell when there was no tie. I was like, he's not coming. In. I'm not coming in tomorrow. <laughs> yep, synthetic um, Friday for him. But you know, guys, to the point, Jim, you were making, we were talking about uh, it, when you look at equity underwriting at Morgan Stanley. Yeah. Again, they have a lot of different businesses. We tend sometimes to over emphasize investment banking, but versus, they did a yes. billion dollars a year ago versus 148 million. Well, that's Actually, what, to be for a billion 72. I was they did 148 million. I know. Hey, what do you I think mean, about these? Are you hearing any interest rate on Morgan Stanley? Just to jump around for a little bit, a linear. Are you hearing anything about the Morgan Stanley interest rate on the margin loan to Musk for Twitter? The yeah, rate? I know all the rates. I don't have my Twitter file with me. I've quoted them on we air. We went through this earlier yeah. in the week. I've gone through every well, single I was just saying. I was just saying that could be the biggest... Well, I mean, be, I said when the, save Q2. when the when the well, it's a, it, it is a big spread. No, but, save but Q2. when uh, at the same time rates have still moved since then, Jim, and when they fund that thing, it's not clear exactly right. where it's going to stand or right. whether it's going to be a money loser for them. Obviously, they've widely syndicated the 13 billion that Jim is referencing in terms of financing for the Twitter deal. But back to the quarter itself, guys. Um, and you mentioned this very briefly, uh, Jim. I think on Squawk Box, but this 200 million dollar expense related to a specific yeah, regulatory matter concerning the use of unapproved personal what? devices. We've seen the SEC has started to crack down, apparently. This, on This cost them $200 million? On, this, um, this thing? Yeah. On, on, I think on uh, bankers and the like who are using personal phones for company business. Therefore, there's no record somehow of what they may have been doing. 
Uh, it can't be monitored in any way. $200 million fine. Um, huge and uh, I think J.P. Morgan also previously, and I'm looking here at a story, uh, had a, a similar kind of a fine related to that. So yeah, kind of interesting because it's right at the top of the release. Morgan, Morgan Stanley has been Mr. Clean for a long time. I, I found this thing. It's hard to. I, I found it devastating. You got people working from home during COVID. That's a good point. You got, you know, that's which is your, which phone is which? What, uh, uh, that's tough. I don't yes. Know. It's tough to keep. But I'm glad you brought it up because uh, I personally was shocked. Morgan Stanley has done so much right in terms of regulation, Carl, but 200 million unauthorized. Uh, you would think that they, uh, first of all, they, whoever did that, I, if they're still working at the bank, I refine that. I find that to be questionable. Yeah. They may not be. I, I, I do. I am aware of some people who've been dismissed at other banks for that, even though it seems to be rather innocuous, frankly. Um, innocuous? Yeah, innocuous, because you just forget or you, you know, you, you text and do something on one phone instead of the other. Well, yeah. Shouldn't you, if you came clean immediately and said, listen, I made a mistake. Maybe uh, it was consistent. As, as long as we're talking about buybacks, easy to forget. They just did commit to $20 billion multi-year. Yes, yeah. and, they've, and they already did a lot of buybacks. Look, Morgan Stanley was good. I, now, my tribal trust owner, you could say, hey, you hack. But Morgan Stanley was a good number. And it's very different from J.P. Morgan because I believe that Gorman is not worried about a hurricane. He, Gorman doesn't even talk about a rainstorm. No, I think he feels as though they're prepared for whatever may come their way, and he's certainly not. Uh, in any way committed to the idea the that there's going to be a hurricane. He doesn't have no. the risk. Wealth management is obviously a very important component of right. the overall earnings. That. And it's, it's, I wonder how E-Trade's doing given that. to this those is, kinds of fluctuations. This is where we're but, at a disadvantage being on the set. Because I want to know how E-Trade's doing because we do have a feeling that Robin Hood is uh, not doing that well. Yeah, I think E-Trade's doing okay. I think he's doing okay. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we don't have the call yet at all. We may get a lot more information on I mean, Morgan Stanley. How does Schwab get to be King. Well, they did buy Ameritrade. That helped. All right. Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to inflation this morning. Jim mentions PPI up 11.3 year on year. That comes after CPI, as you know, jumped to highs not seen since 81. Uh, the Treasury Secretary did weigh in ahead of the G20 Finman meeting in Indonesia. Here's what she said. Inflation in the United States remains unacceptably high, and it's our administration's top economic priority to bring it down. A lot of page one stories on inflation, Jim, and, and some discussion about how uh, the June print did not reflect, as you said yesterday, the fall in gas. Tom Lee, our friend, said uh, next month it's going to incorporate a 25 percent decline. Could be deflationary for months. Well, look, I, I think that, that Dominic Chu made some points this morning on the five o'clock show he looked at the GLD, the DBA, and the VNQ. So in other words, he looks at gold, he looked at agriculture, and he looked at real estate. And they are down dramatically this spring. Out. Now, Jimmy Chill said that in his piece, meaning that's me, Jimmy Chill. Yes. And I have been like, I have been pilloried on this. Uh, Dom's obviously more light than I am. It could be related to golf. I don't know. But what he did say was, if you look at these core issues, they're down so much that it's almost impossible to believe that this isn't basically the peak. And I thought it was so cogently argued. I think we have to stay ahead of this. Uh, meantime, we did hear yesterday from Daly, said she's most likely 75. Uh, Mester kind of dodged. Bostic said everything's in play. Right. Mester was, I mean, you know, Mester was, reminded me of Greenspan. 
Remember when like, Greenspan was on the... Greenspan was always like John Ford. Like who? John Ford. On the one hand. On the one or hand. second, I thought you... No, not John Ford. John like Ford. stage... Like not John, Not stagecoach. <laughs> hey, stagecoach holds up. John Ford did some great work, too, yes. in World War II. People don't remember that. But, oh, my... Implied Dow down 500. Nightmare on Wall Street. I don't Street. let your attention get strayed. You're talking about, uh, well, you were talking John about John Ford. Ford. John Ford does that. <laughs> no, he does on the one hand on the other. Oh, right. But, okay, so right. where were we? Well, I just say, on the, the, you know, come on, Janet Yellen. Mester. You were saying I'm saying when you listen to Mester, she's mm. doing it on the one hand on the other. Now, obviously, the futures are signaling that this is going to be a, a major, major decline. And that it's head, you know, that really it is at the, the hurricane, ep, uh, the Let's just say the All right. epi- on the, on the hurricane the note, I do want to share updates uh, from have? the J.P. Morgan yeah. analyst call, because what I read you at the top of the show was from Mr. Diamond's comments on the press call. Okay. J.P. Morgan okay. typically does a call with the okay. press prior to their analyst call. Here's what he had to say uh, just, just moments ago about the consumer. In good shape. Uh, spending money. More income. Jobs are plentiful. Spending 10% more than last year. Almost 30% plus more than pre-COVID. Uh, he says businesses, when you talk to them, they're in good shape, doing fine. We've never seen business credit be better ever, like in our lifetimes, and that's the current environment. Those are all very positive what? statements from Jamie Dimon. Now, the future environment, not that far off, uh, and again, I'm quoting here, uh, hopefully word for word, involves rates going up maybe more than people think because of inflation, stagnation. Uh, maybe a soft landing. I'm simply saying there's a range of potential outcomes from a soft landing to a hard landing driven by how much rates go up and effective quantitative tightening in the markets. But again, to come back to his comments about the consumer and business, those are positive, not on negative. On the one hand, on the other. It's however it's what John, his expectations are. It's a John Ford speech. In a quickly rising rate environment and what that will mean come even a few months from now. Well, the, the, the Dow futures have gone down even since you started talking. Um, Big Dow stock. I mean, yes. I would point out B of A cuts its 10-year yield forecast today, year-end. They were at 3.5. They go to 2.75. Holy cow. They go to 2.5 end of 23. So the Fed's going to have to cut. They're building in, as they said earlier, mild recession in the second half. So, yes, deeper Fed cuts next year. Fed? Boy, Jay Powell does not come out as the hero in these. I've been taking a lot of heat by saying anything good about Jay Powell at all. Uh, so I, I am saying maybe um, incredibly nice man. I am not giving up on Jay Powell. People have given up on Jay Powell. David, they've given up on Jay Powell the way they've given You'll up, never, say, on, You'll never on the Washington on Nationals, you know? That's a, that's a love affair that will go on forever, you and Who, Jay. me? Yeah. I happen to like Jay Powell very much. I, our viewers I, are well aware. I think he was caught up in a public health problem. I think that the Chinese are still caught up in it. There's a war that came out of nowhere yeah, did in he, yeah, you, Did he have anything to do with the war? No, he didn't. Right. So what, you're just going to hang him on things like the I war and say the Chinese COVID policy? I did not say that I was. I think you should have done 100. I was in the 100 basis point camp so early that people laughed. They, they laughed at me. They laughed at you. But they they're did. not laughing anymore. No, they're not. Gershwin, they all laughed, right? At Christopher Columbus. I think that the Ella version of Gershwin <laughs> Greatest is Gershwin so good. Died at 36. I know. Yeah, well, he had, do you know that he had brain cancer? And he said his brain smelled like burnt tires. Uh, tragic. Imagine what he could have done oh. had we had him longer. 
When we come back, uh, we'll take a look at chips. Big stories today. Taiwan Semi, uh, Intel reportedly planning some price hikes. Take a look at the pre-market. Lots of calls. Costco, Twitter, Positive. AMD, Positive. Positive. <laughs> IBM. Eh. <laughs> More squawk on the street in a minute. <laughs> the spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Taiwan Semi's up in the pre-market. Company posts a quarterly beat, boosts its full-year revenue guidance, helped in part by stronger demand for automotive chips. Meantime, Nikkei does report that Intel plans to hike prices on a broad range of chip products later this year, citing rising costs. One thing Taiwan Semi did say, Jim, is um, excess of inventory at clients, probably through the rest of the year. Well, I thought this was a very important call, and people are missing it. First of all, the analysts... Uh, many analysts uh, over there, overseas, were saying this was a bad number. It was not a bad number. It was a really good number. Second, if you remember what, what uh, in the seminal interview about Sanjay Marotra, he was saying, listen, he's going to cut back on production in order to be able to make it so that DRAM prices stop going down. Well, Taiwan Semi is doing that. That's absolutely perfect. It, does, you don't, it doesn't make you, you want to own a, a, ASMLF or uh, AMAT. But what I thought was most significant is that AMD stock got crushed because we heard Intel was going to cut price. It turns out that story is entirely wrong. Intel is raising prices. Now, you would not expect that at this point in the cycle, uh, especially because it has to do with PCs. But I would say that as opposed to the banks, every one of those reports is, is fabulous. And a lot of them have to do with the fact that these are not stocks that have fallen 21 percent. These are the stocks that have been They've had no mojo, David, as we say, using the technical term. Right. No mojo. Uh, a Taiwan Semi, uh, again, uh, forecasting substantial sales growth uh, yes. in the second half of the year. 
Um, did note that customers are reducing inventories in light of uh, right. a bit of a slowdown. We've talked about that. Yes. But still saying automotive and data center, I guess, very strong end markets. You know, right? When you speak to the CEOs of the auto companies, and I will be speaking to Mary Barra tonight on Mad Money. She's the CEO of General Motors. Yes, they, yes. They still you. can't get all the chips that they want. But I happen to know that they are so close to getting all the chips that they'll be able to run full board. They're just not there yet. Meantime, wow, Mary Barra tonight on Mad Money. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. When you move here to the New York Stock Exchange, are the guests going to come down here? Every or, single or are they usually not in person anyway? She's not they're in person. All, they're right? going to come down here, and yeah. I, what I will do, yes, my on Monday, is I'll host them. You, you want your family here? Come on down. Bring. You ring the closing bell. The closing bell will become as a, the most important moment, the most important bell. Refreshments and will be served, I, that kind of thing? Well, typically I, around I, 6 I would, o'clock, there's cocktails served anyway. On I, I'm going to bring my wife's mezcal. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> you probably, I'll give you an invite to one of the parties. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I'll think of an occasion. You won't let anybody actually meet me, but you'll give me an no, invite. No, no. I was thinking about maybe a party for Lloyd Blankfein's birthday. He used to be the CEO of Goldman Sachs. We, we know Lloyd well. Uh, I am trying to get David Solomon down here. For, uh, David has not yet confirmed that. Uh, I do know that the, inter- the hiring of that Google individual is signifying more, uh, a more broad range of fintech advice and also crypto. Uh, and David, Celsius is cold. It's cold at Celsius. Yep. Celsius being still one more crypto winner story. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, chapter 11. We'll talk about some of these uh, market share numbers we're getting on coin today. Uh, Mizuho with some wow, amazing, even ta- that was amazing figures. We'll get Kramer's call. mad dash and count down to the opening bell as futures do look weak. Uh, looking to revisit pretty much the lowest levels we've seen since the beginning of July. More Squawk on the Street in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right. Uh, as Carl, of course, just told you, uh, we're going to have a lower opening this morning when we get started with trading three and a half minutes from now. Let's squeeze in a mad dash for two and a half minutes from now. Let's squeeze in a mad dash. Well, you know I've got my set starts on Monday here. I am trying to be Slim Jim, but not Slim Jim from ConAgra, because today ConAgra reported a number that with gross margins that decreased 310 basis points. But they're going to put through price increases. Uh, multiple price increases, they'd be able to do it. There's a couple of other divisions that are doing well. But, Dave, what I found most striking is the cost of chicken is 60% higher. 60% higher it's moved up. Now, I don't care. Why is that? I th- well, I think the president should be asking that question. 
right, but chickens are not hard. They're not hard to grow. No, what's, but the fox get in the head house. What's causing the incredible rise in chicken prices? Well, we is it the feedstock? Is feedstock it, uh, is matter, but it's just kind of not really Transportation costs for the birds? The whole shooting match. By the way, we had an upgrade today at Deutsche Bank of Costco. Costco happens to have its own bird thing. You know, they do their own chickens. Yes, yes people love them. They're, well, they're From fantastic. what I hear, they people From love them. From what I hear, Carl, a, a, a Costco rotisserie chicken is so good that now my mouth is watering right now. <laughs> Rich Galanti, CFO, please send us five rotisserie chickens. But yeah, look, there's not a lot to like right now with the Conagra, but once the price increases come through, it could be like Clorox, which the price increase is going through and the stock's been going up, up, up. Nobody is like Hershey. That's just pulled away. Hershey's pulled away. I like the PepsiCo quarter, but everyone knows that Hershey's has just become the gold standard. Everyone knows that. Yeah, in the food business, in the packaged food business. It, it, it's interesting. We talked about Pepsi earlier in the week where they, they took a lot of price. Yes. The volume was flat. Yeah. ConAgra took 13 points of price and volume did fall. Volume well, down. Well, I think that there is, they did not say to me that there's trade down, but I think you're seeing the beginning of trade down. That's mine, not them, okay? They did not say that. But I think there's beginning to be resistance. Let's get to the opening bell here and the CNBC real-time exchange at the big board. It's Harbor Capital Advisors and Quantix Commodities celebrating the recent listing of the Harbor Energy Transition Strategy ETF at the NASDAQ SoftBank Group's SP Opportunity Fund marking two years as breath once again, Jim, is weak. Although, you know, some said this morning, I think it was JPM, that this morning's action is what we might have expected yesterday. Yeah, I think that's right. We haven't ended up with the NASDAQ going down 0.15 yesterday. I want to point out that there's a stock that David's very close to, and it has been down since you did a documentary. It may have been the peak, Exxon. Have you seen Exxon? Exxon, uh, Exxon Exxon's has, at 81. Where was yes, it when oil was, it was like, you know, it's it floundering? It was 100 bucks. Oh my God, look it? at this. Yeah. Uh, you no, you're right. Uh, we, may right? Hit the, we may have hit the high. I think you caused the high. Or at least. <laughs> or at least the recent high. By the way, do watch it on Peacock. Um, no, it's going to be there for forever. Well, I, I want to, I want to I promote it. The stock price. So much work went into it. It's a shame that people don't continue to try to watch Are it. Are there any outtakes of you in a, a helicopter, a phony there, helicopter? There, I don't know if there are outtakes, but there's a lot of, as people know who've seen it, there are a lot of uh, wardrobe changes, yes. Um, but you're right, Jim. To the no, larger look, point I'm you're not making, joking around that stock has come down. But so has oil. I mean, let's yeah, take a look at oil. Let, let's been, take a look you know, at oil. Look, we're today. sitting here talking every day about inflation. In the meantime, the refinery margins are being smashed. Remember, the refineries that were cleaning up when the president was going on and yes. on. And by the way, we are getting three dollars about in a lot of places. What is the problem is. here? We're below 93. Yes. Where's the gloom is, is endless. Brian right? Diesel yesterday was interesting when he did cite refining capacity as being yeah. the main impediment. Gas Buddy says you might see a 399 average by August. I know. Um, I thought Diesel even was Goldman, on his game. Even Jeff Curry last night stress testing our bullish view. Wasn't that on Brent. That or was even, a panic move. Even an adverse scenario, they argue, still takes Brent uh, 120 or, yeah, 110. Um, not as high as their I, forecast. I think, it, I think it stays at 80, between 85 and 90. I think if the, if the government would stop pumping, 
But we'll see how the president does when he goes to the pariah murderers. Remember, he didn't care for Saudi Arabia. But why is no one talking about how oil is plummeting? And instead, we're talking about how the price indices are high. Why does this not matter? Somehow people, there seems to be a belief, though, that oil is going to sharply rebound at some point. It can't sharply rebound. With it the can't. continued... Unless China. Uh, uh, Ukraine, uh, the war, Russia raging war in Ukraine. But Russia is and pumping more than ever. I know, and but the, the idea is somehow that at some point, for, I don't, the Chinese and Indians are going to stop taking Russian oil, or I don't know, what, it, what is we part it. of this? Well, we, uh, that, India, that we're going to have this India, cap plan? That, India is a democracy that we used to have a great relationship with. What happened to that? I don't know. I, what was unexpected, I think, was that the Chinese and the Indians would just take as much, and by the way, at a discount. Well, the Russians sold it at a discount, which is bringing them into some conflict with Iran and Venezuela right. as well, which typically sell their oil at a discount given all of the embargoes well, the against that oil. the president was saying some very saber-rattling, I'm not a political guy, but he was in Israel saying, doing some tough talk, and was there to look at the laser. Remember I told you that Raytheon Technologies has a laser yes, gun yes. that's at the back of a truck that can shoot down anything, that it's better than anything that there's been in Star Trek or anything? Well, everyone laughed. Everyone laughs a lot at me, but Israel's got it. Well, uh, Buffett still bought another four million oh, no, oxy. He's, he's got an addiction to oxy. This is between July yeah. 11th and the 13th. He's got to go to 12-step for oxy, man. This thing is getting out of control. You know what? What? He quietly got out of the banks and into energy. And by the way, that doesn't look like too bad a trade <laughs> over the last year. No, it was smart. Yeah. Oh, smart trade. Say that a little louder. <laughs> did. That was a great trade. It was. Buffett and, is still Buffett. Yeah, he sold all uh, those banks. You know, when you say stuff like that, I just look back and just say Einstein, Faber, Buffett is still Buffett. I mean, Buffett. Is, hey, is DeGrom still DeGrom? We'll find out. Okay. I we'll find never out. got caught up in the crypto mess. No nope. longer with more uh, just body blows on the, what crypto Boy, is this week. Right about yep. that. I mean, this week. now we're really starting to and realize. navigated the Point decline base. in banks and Point bought base. into the sector maybe a little later than people thought in terms of energy and has benefited from it. So, Which is worth more three diamonds or three arrows? <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Mizuho today on Coin uh, says oh. market share has gone from about eight to nine last November, more like to two to three now. Uh, their argument, yeah. Jim, is it's going to increase marketing costs, weigh on profitability. Well, you know, when you're as arrogant as Coinbase was, sometimes you get a little just desserts. You know what kind you get? Del Monte in syrup. Mm. Fruit cocktail. Mm, delicious. Delicious. Guys, um, were you ever that poor? I didn't think you were as poor as we were. Oh, no. We were in light syrup? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, I don't even... Well, you had to did be you, poor to eat Did that? you water down the Welch's grape juice? No, I told you what I grew up on. Hawaiian Wine punch. punch. <laughs> That's right, punchy. Yeah. Remember, you've hit me before with that. Oh, Wine, it was like 6% fruit juice. All right. I mean, come on. Jim, Jim, uh, Jim Jones' stuff was like 40% fruit juice. So yeah, it doesn't matter what's fruit juice Thankfully, they didn't have was. that. Um, I think we have uh, some of the sound from Jamie Dimon from the analyst call. Okay. Say again, we we do? We well, do. It's okay. obviously really positive because the stock's down five. Well, no, but let's listen to what Mr. Dimon had to say about the consumer. Obviously, this during the course of J- uh, J.P. Morgan's earnings call, the stock, as you see, down almost 5% on these disappointing results. Dallas, Take a listen. The consumer right now is in great shape. So even if we go into recession, 
They're entering that recession with less leverage in far better shape than they did in 08 and 09. And far better shape than they did even in 2020. And jobs are plentiful. Now, of course, jobs may disappear. You know, we, things happen. So, but they're in very good shape. And, you know, obviously, when you have recessions, it affects consumer income and consumer credit. Our credit card portfolio is prime. It's prime, baby. It's looking wow. good. So it's funny because we talk about how he's Hurricane Jamie, but at the same time, he's been very positive in terms of the state of the consumer and businesses right now in terms of business credit. He's simply saying that in his experience, when you have a, a rise in rates of the likes that we're having right now, with and how rapidly that right. there can be impact and that they're bracing for yeah, it. I, but he I, doesn't know how strong the impact's gonna be. Look, I, I, what I don't understand is who thought differently and how this stock was at one, almost at 170 in January, and now it's at 106. This is J.P. Morgan. This is not just some flip. Great back. I mean, this is not. I, maybe Sam Bankman-Fried is. No, no. Sam Bankman-Fried is all over crypto. Right. Any any crypto thing, he's there somehow. He's, now, but usually, Carl, uh, when you see this kind of sell-off, there'll be some stocks that start doing well, like the drugs maybe the healthcare maintenance companies. I saw something positive about Centene. But right now, people are just saying that Jamie Dimon's view is bringing down everything. Uh, and I think that that's going to be unrealistic by the end of the day. It's not everything should go down. Not everything. I mean, we're in earnings period. You can't send down the drugs unless you think that they're going to be so hurt by the dollar. So, I mean, I, I look at, I do have Mary Barr on tonight. People are starting to say, in a recession, the autos are going to do terribly. Well, don't people realize that when a stock sells at four times earnings, people recognize there's going to be a recession? But then at the same time, someone can say, well, Jim, how about Toll Brothers? You said us to sell Toll Brothers, yeah. but Toll Brothers has bottomed. Well, there's two things. One is uh, on autos, Adam Jonas today cuts numbers across his universe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and we'll talk more about that later. But on home builders, Barclays, they downgrade Mohawk. They say peak to trough. A single family starts probably down 17 when we're all done. Well, okay, so then again, if we're really worried about inflation, that if you're gonna if you're gonna have housing starts down that much, that means people aren't aren't not gonna be buying houses, which means that I think that the price of houses will come down. So immediately those people say, but rent's not coming down. Well, you know, the complex comes down. People stay where they wanna be or they don't take the rent increase. Uh, they moved to something that's less desirable. I think that we're seeing a, the beginning of a revulsion by the consumer to these price increases. But you know, David, it, that does not happen overnight. I think there's less credit being taken by the middle class. I think the middle class is spending less. So the AXP downgrade the other day makes sense? It's so painful because I really thought Express was going to get through this period, and I still do. But these declines in the market are beginning to hurt people's view. There are a lot of people who, uh, in the great retirement, great resignation, thought that their IRA 401k combination was going to make it so they can get through this period. Yeah. David, I don't think their, their 401k is really where they thought it was going to be. No, I think if you look at it, certainly uh, if you uh, haven't looked in a while, you're going to be a little alarmed, particularly if you have a large uh, uh, exposure to equities. Although we've made the point, if you're in bond, bond funds, and that's been the unique part of this period. Amazing. 
you're also getting crushed. Amazing. And that's not been typical, and that's also painful. So people may think they were protected somehow by having a much larger fixed income allocation, and then find, well, wait a second, what? You know, my Still lovely, down 15%? My, my lovely, fabulous uh, wife, Lisa, who, oh, you have to say this stuff. Of course. Um, if you look in my, the ARP article about me, and therefore also distinguishing that maybe there is an article about me, it says an old something alone, uh, she made me sell half of our personal savings that was in mutual, that was in mutual funds, S&P, and we bought, yes, David, in the last few days, the three-year you bought the three-year treasury for the cash. You mentioned hey, what that. a great call by her. She said, listen, I don't want to ride this market. You know, we're, we're getting older. What are you doing? And I went to recently to a bat mitzvah. No She's kidding. a 13-year-old thing. Yes, thank and you. And someone next to me said, that, that, that's a lie, that ARP article, right? I mean, you, you didn't let your wife make you sell 50%. I said, no, it's a part. money is a partnership. Money is a partnership. And in the partnership, she got to say a lot. And I sold 50%. I didn't want to, but it turned out that my wife was prescient. Is this a recent ARP article or the one where you were on the cover? The one where I was on the cover. Oh, okay. So that was a while ago, though, I thought. Yeah, but she said it, and no one believed that, that I would let my wife get me 50% out of stocks. But yep. I didn't, so I want to thank Lisa right now. That's awesome. Um, she hasn't watched the show. She's on a boat right now. She really doesn't care at all about what I have to say. But it was important. Well, um, in a recession, you might go to Costco, uh, Deutsche today, yeah. ups to buy on consistent earnings. Yesterday was Morgan Stanley added it to their uh, model portfolio. Their margins are actually, I think, going to go higher. Now, when we had Craig Jelinek on, he made it very clear that it's a membership model uh, and that the membership model is terrific and it gives them a better opportunity to be able to uh, make more money because the car could go up in price. But he didn't want to commit to that because he thinks the American consumer could be soft. But he did not throw cold water, David, on the special dividend, which they've done many times. Right. They are a winner in a weaker economy. And by the way, Jim, uh, we talk a lot about the consumer, but the Cisco downgrade from J.P. Morgan today is about enterprise. Devastating. Uh, they go to neutral. Piece. Uh, downside risk on enterprise spend. Devastating. And, you know, that was a piece that everybody should read because what they're saying, a lot of people have been feeling that the enterprise is holding up. It's the consumer that's hurt. That piece, which my, my chapel trust on Cisco, it's been not good. Uh, but that piece basically just says the weakness is extending everywhere. And I always come back, Carl, to say if it's extending everywhere and we're having deflation everywhere, that, you know, that basically says there's going to have to be deals. Uh, why are we so worried about inflation? And the answer is, is that inflation, again, as I said yesterday, may be peaking. Now, I, I took some heat in my mentions call. Jimmy Chilson took some heat by saying, how is that possible? But the answer is, is that if you look at the companies, the companies are cutting price in order to get business. Now, maybe ConAgra is going to be able to get the price increase through. Maybe Clorox price increase sticks. But I would say, don't be so sure. Uh, don't be so sure now. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Netflix is a good example of that. Um, yes. Today, J.P. Morgan says we're going to start. They report on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, their point is. We're going to talk less about subs and near-term sub guidance and more about progress on ads after this Microsoft deal yesterday and account sharing. And how, how far are we going to get on that? Wow. Maybe they'll start to talk about free cash flow one day. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Wouldn't it? Um, the ad, you know, they, they've signed up Microsoft now to help them deliver the ads. That sure didn't help. They're also in the process. There was a journal story on this yesterday, and it's funny because I had heard it uh, earlier uh, as well. Um, 
you know, they have licensing agreements with many of the content suppliers, because remember, they're not creating all their own content, uh, that only were really for uh, <clears throat> SVOD, right? Streaming right. video on demand, not right. AVOD, advertising-based video on demand. So you got to pay them more. Uh, you got to redo those deals. So they're in the process of doing that. Jeez. They've signed up Microsoft to help them in terms of the technology to actually deliver the ads. But they are moving forward with, with the ad-supported tier. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But again, I would come back to the larger idea of, okay, when are they going to be generating significant amounts of free cash for longer periods of time? And to Carl's point, are we going to stop focusing as much on submetrics, which they may want us to stop doing because they're not going to look so good. And they may not look good for a, for a very long time. No, you're right. I'm not a buyer. I'm not a fan of Netflix here. No. Maybe if they'd done The Boys, it would be different. We did get an upgrade of Twitter. Rosenblatt. That, well, that 52. makes sense. We never Twitter. talked about Twitter today. Twitter's we like haven't talked about Twitter or, or Musk. Or it's a take or pay situation. 945, we haven't mentioned Musk or Twitter and or Tesla. And not that, but we have to go to Bob Pisani, so we're not going to. Um, but Twitter stock has moved up sharply well, why not? Uh, it, over the last couple of days in the growing belief that, uh, that he, there is going to be something that, re- that results in shareholders getting more than the current stock price based on the fact that he has a very weak case, it would appear, in terms of arguing that he can leave this deal. Uh, we went into it in detail yesterday. There's been some concern as well about the financing that's associated with the deal, right. Morgan Stanley leading that. Every road I've gone down there indicates that that financing is secure at this point. There were some questions because even though the deal itself is not subject to a financing condition, if a judge were to order specific performance, there's the possibility that they could still somehow back out. Not going to be the case. A lot of people reading uh, a judgment called the cake deal, Let's, for lack of a better term, but something called DIAPAC, KKR deal, where, in fact, the same chancellor, Chancellor McCormick, who's likely getting this case, uh, said, no, 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 your, your financing can't back out because you were the reason, KKR, that they were worried about it in the first place. They go together. You got to do the deal. They did. Very so cogent. don't look to the financing here as a way that he may get out, at least no, at this point. Get out but finance. we'll see so much yet to come. They need an email. So much yet to come They need Twitter. an email from Ned Siegel that says, hey, let's says send what? them all the phony numbers. And that email does not exist. Right. And, oh, CFO. and by the way, we've been making this up all along. True. Right, that's what they, the email not literally, just it literally has to be the that The bot bad. accounts would have to be significantly higher. It's that it would have to cause a material adverse effect in terms of under the merger agreement. Right, but Skadden's not going to get that email. I don't think they're going to find it. There is always some email which just says, hear what a jackass that guy is. waiting to hear from Musk and his legal team. Yeah, what has he got uh, there? In terms of a response to the complaint that was filed. We'll Did they, are they taking his, confiscating his passport or anything? No. Because oh, David the other day suggested. Oh, no, please don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. I just finally got off the rush. Like the public finally just forgot. Don't do it. <laughs> Quick Even reminder. If, I said, if, 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 maybe. I know. I'm the guy who said he maybe, must go maybe. to jail. Actually, that's what people say. Faber says he must go to jail. Oh, no, that was the fact that I sit next to him contaminated. Yes. He, he, he's Chernobyl, and I'm just, you know, kind of the Pipiata Mars. Don't forget CNBC Investing Club. You can sign up and find out more. CNBC.com slash join the club. Ahead of Jim's debut down here at the exchange on Monday. Bond report. Wow. Deep inversions on two tens. Almost 25 basis points. Ten year below three. Uh, as we got the S&P 3730. Take it back to about June 22nd. Getting there. I'm Jim Cramer. And welcome to my world. We call my world mad money. 
Wow. <laughs> that was Jim. Holy Introducing cow. the first episode of Mad back in 05, and the show is about to kick off a new era. Jim? Yeah, we are going to be uh, about 20 yards from here uh, in a set that is so gorgeous. Uh, I, cannot, I can't thank Mark Hoffman enough, the great people from New York Stock Exchange, Steve Fasto is playing an incredible role, uh, uh, Brad Rubin doing great work. This is going to be, there's so many others. I mean, so many others have been terrific, but uh, I, look, the show has been down there. It's my 18th year. Uh, I can't tell you, I need, I need the energy. I need, this is new oxygen to me, and I'm very excited. We are too. I mean, and starting Monday, we'll be able to actually look at the set. I'm thinner now. Right, Carl and I. Yeah, you, but you still had a little hair going on back then. Like, you still had the, well, it's, you a, know, it's a choice. Frame-esque right? thing going. Well, it, Oh, there. oh, my God, See, you're look at crawling that. under your See, desk. That's what, that's what the show was about initially, and now I'm a statesman? <laughs> and and more, in the, more in a Jeffersonian, you're away? Oh, I remember. That guy, not that guy. That guy was the bad boy. He was the bad boy. He was always getting in trouble. Chef. That guy's gone. And look instead, Gandhi. Gandhi, too. So that's what it's like, really, the sequel, you know? So how many toys can you bring down? Yeah. Uh, not enough. I don't think you can do that, too. No, no. Ooh, that was such a good pyramid. No, not, base, are they? no baseball bats down here. No, no that, was in, that was not politically correct. Security oh, will not allow that. That, that shirt is so baggy. Uh, but I, I have to tell you, I am so excited. And there, I can't say enough about everybody who's been involved because this thing has taken forever to build. It's been a secret what it'll look like. And I come out, and we're doing rehearsals every night. Uh, I'm looking at Brian, my stage manager, who knows that he's going to be with me the whole way. And this is it, man. This is going to be something that even my wife is going to tune into. And Carl, he's going to be here all day long. All day. Yes. yes. All day. I've got a cot. CCNYSC. We'll never get away from him. And we're the opening bell Monday. Ringing the opening bell. Most important Wait, hour of the day. That's, that's that, The opening bell. That's, yeah. what we're on. that's when our show's on. Right. I'm going to ring the opening bell. I'm going to run down here. I think you, you did the, that once before. Do yeah. a mad dash yeah. with Mark. Well, Jim, you've long said... Educate and entertain. That's and it. it. certainly does that, including the, tonight. This is the best place to do it. New York Stock Exchange is the pinnacle of capitalism. I'm very excited. And I don't think the market, I don't think the market's great. But I also don't think that it's going to, I think it's still going to open on Monday when I am here and then there. Now, David, just one point, I have Mary Barra, who's a very, yes, very big amazing. guest. Who did you have last Okay. I don't remember the last person I interviewed. Well, it's, could it have been? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was Jim Farr. I did, however, have this big documentary that's available on Peacock. By the way, the kill, he killed Exxon. How did David uh, killed Exxon. What happened to that market bottom on July 13th? That was my daughter's birthday. That's my birthday. <laughs> oh, now we're just then. Right. Okay. Well, we're going to, yeah, we got more wood to chop on that front, Jim. We'll see you tonight. Mad Money Thank 6 you, PM. Carl. Thank you. Uh, as we are down 5:30 on the Dow and 37:40 uh, ish on the S&P. Don't go away. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.